check the tape. It's early Tuesday morning, lottery day. I'm Aria Atari. I am joined on the line by Stanford Smith. What's going on, Stan? Dude, it is great. Life in Texas is awesome. Glad to be back on the show. It's an honor. Yeah, the last time you were back, it was uh, the beginning of Leukomania, and now it's just kind of blossomed to its own thing. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I know we're probably going to get to this, but it's going to get even crazier here tonight if uh, Dallas somehow gets a top five pick. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be insane. We're thinking number one, Luca, Ooh. Zion, Porzingis. That would be amazing if, yeah. if Porzingis can get out of trouble, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So plan for today, and I don't want to waste too much time because we got a lot to get to, but we want to do conference finals um, and look at the back at the conference semis, kind of what happened, any takeaways from those, what could it mean for these teams down the line, look ahead to the conference finals, a little bit on the draft lottery, and talk about the Lakers hiring Frank Vogel. That's the plan. Um, I don't think we'll talk about anything else, so should we just dive right in? Let's do it. All right, so let's. I think we have to start with the Raptors. <laughs> the Raptors. You know, I here's my thing. I with the Raptors, I picked them to make the finals this year. So did I. I. Well, I, I did before I, the playoffs. Not. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, but uh, my thing with them is like they've kind of been playing to their competition. Not, not It's not like the 76ers or any kind of slouch team or them. Right. Magic, you know, magic or the magic, but uh, I kind of feel like they've kind of like underperformed. I still think they can take Milwaukee to maybe six or seven games, and I might still stick with that pick. But uh, I mean, Toronto is, uh, I, I don't know, I, I still think that they, they have what it takes, but you know, Milwaukee's kind of just playing on another level right now. So, my thing with Toronto is when walking away from that series, obviously, Kawhi was amazing, hit the buzzer beater. Was that the greatest buzzer beater ever? I don't know. I think everyone always has these knee-jerk reactions to this stuff. Uh, Lillard's was pretty good only two weeks ago to end that series against Oklahoma City. But my thing with Toronto is I just don't trust any player on that team besides Kawhi. And this is an issue we've had in the past with teams with great players, mainly like any of LeBron's Cleveland teams. And I just don't know. I don't know if uh, I, don't, I don't know if I trust the other guys on Toronto, but I also don't know if I trust the other guys on Milwaukee. I mean, those guys all look good when things are going well, but Bledsoe's had really bad playoff performances. Uh, Middleton, I'm not a hundred percent in on, but I don't want to get on Milwaukee yet. So that shot and Toronto beating Philadelphia was that the I, I like what was your initial? How did you react? Is I guess the right word. You know, like it's a cool. It's always cool to see a buzzer beater, but when it, you know, it bounces up like two or three times and finally goes in. It's like, yeah, you're really excited, but it's like, really, like that's the shot that 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 won the series. Like, it, it, it deserves so much better than that. But uh, I mean, they, I think they deserve to win the series. But you know, just based on their performance and that against Philadelphia, like it's really hard for me. Like, like you said, it's really hard for me to trust them against Milwaukee. Yeah. I was double excited for that buzzer beater because not only was it a great shot and everything and it bounced like four or five times, but also Game of Thrones had already started and I put my phone away so I wouldn't look at any spoilers or anything or people wouldn't text me or stay off social media or whatever. So I put my phone away and then I was under the impression how great now five minute overtime. Not that I don't like watching basketball, but it's like, come on, it's Game of Thrones. I want to watch this too. And when he hit it and it stopped the overtime, I was like, yes, throw. (laughs) (laughs) 
You um, and maybe like ninety percent of America thought the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was it was great. It was great. But on the flip side of it, I mean, they didn't get any help from anybody that entire game besides Abaka and Kawhi. Everybody else was kind of just pedestrian, and I don't know if that's going to be successful uh, against Milwaukee. But on the other side, so Philadelphia. They've now lost in the second round of the playoffs two years in a row. And this year, they kind of went all in. They made that big trade for Jimmy Butler. They made another one for Tobias Harris. If you look at what they've given up in those trades, they gave up Landry Shamet, that Miami pick. Um, who else is it? Uh, Robert Covington. Who's the other guy? I'm blanking on all these. Oh, Dario Sarge. Like, they gave up a bunch of stuff to get these two guys in Butler and Harris to put them alongside Embiid, Simmons, and Redick. And now they're facing an offseason. Brett Brown, they've already said he's coming back, which, you know, I don't know if it's the right move or not. Um, I'm not like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a big Brett Brown guy. Like as someone who's a fan of the Celtics, an Eastern Conference rival, I was happy that Brett Brown came back because I don't think he actually does anything innovative or isn't some great coach or anything. I think they just brought him back. It's like, well, he didn't do that much to deserve being fired i don't know but now they have to deal with reddick butler and harris are all free agents do they want to come back how much money would you give them if they do want to come back it's going to be really uh really shaky in philly which is good because i hate the sixers (laughs) yeah i was going to say that's good for you yeah i mean they wouldn't sign like there's no way they'd sign all of them back you know I don't think so. Unless Reddick's going to take a big discount. I, I don't think these guys are taking discounts. That's the thing. Reddick is the only one who might because he's 35. I have a prediction for Reddick. I think because he lives in Brooklyn. I think if the Knicks assemble some sort of super team, he's going to take a pay cut to be a starter on that team. Yeah. yeah he might as well. You, yeah. You're, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like it was such a long time ago. I remember him playing at Duke and then now he's. I mean, he's still in the NBA, so he's doing something right. Yeah, I think he's 34, and he might be 35 before the start of next season. So he's actually been in the league for a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know, enough about Redick. So what about the Sixers, big picture? You also have to factor in Ben Simmons. Um, he has. They have to decide if they want to do that contract extension for him, which you're like, everyone would just think, well, of course you would. He's a future uh, franchise player, superstar. Is he, though? Like, is he actually? I'd take Embiid over Simmons. Well, that's 10 times out of 10. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, but, yeah, yeah. You're the wrong person to ask this, but Simmons or Doncic? Oh, Doncic. Yeah, I think so, too, because one can actually shoot. I mean. Yeah. It's not that, like, complicated. My other thing with Simmons is, and with Brett Brown, I saw other people say this, but, like, I never like felt like Simmons was being unleashed. Like they they played such a slow tempo, you know. Right. Toronto plays that slow tempo because Kawhi, you know, he wants to get to his spots. He can he can really just get his shot off anytime he wants from anywhere he wants. So it's to their benefit. But how is it to Philly's benefit? Unless you're running an Embiid post up, and they weren't even running those. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was my whole Phillies take. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen with them this offseason. I have a hard time seeing all five of those guys coming back, and Brett Brown is already coming back. 
hard for me to see that entire roster coming back or entire core coming back, but we shall see. If I was them, I think I would here's the funny thing. Like I originally I was always under the mindset, oh well I'd keep Harris. Harris would be the one I'd want to keep because he can fit in and he doesn't need the ball like Butler does all the time. But they actually needed Butler in that game to be the guy for them. You know what I mean? Because Embiid was gassed. Simmons can't get his can't get a shot off. Harris isn't as good as him with the ball in his hand. It was like they really actually needed Jimmy Butler, scaringly enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's the. I mean, I want to call him like the like the veteran. I mean, I guess he is compared to Embiid and Simmons, but I mean, he's the guy that would I would trust more to like in those kind of situations than either of those guys because not, you know one can't shoot and one of them is yeah. you know just by default a better you know facilitator you know yeah so i don't know it's uh we'll see what happens with philly so let's move on to the next series real quick portland denver i don't think there's that much to be said about this one other than mccollum had an all-time great game uh and denver had their chance in the second quarter to really put their foot on the tiger's neck and i went and i in that expression i shouldn't even use i wouldn't consider portland a tiger you know what i mean uh, <laughs> come on now um a very aggressive mountain lion yeah <laughs> um but they had their chance to really like run up the score on them be up by like 20 something and then they kind of gave up a little and portland was able to chip away and cut it to single digits at one point and it set the stage for them to make the eventual comeback and actually take the game I can't I can't fault Denver too much because, you know, this was their first run in the playoffs with this Jokic core and they made it to the second round, almost won a game seven going to the conference finals. Portland's been battle tested. They this is their first time in the conference finals now, but they've lost in the playoffs multiple times. First round, second round. So it makes sense from that perspective that they're actually in the conference finals over Denver. But when you watch the actual game and how it unfolded, you were like, ah, Denver really blew this one. Yeah, but you also have to really give a ton of credit to Portland because just like the way that that team is built with, you know, Dame and uh, and CJ McCollum, they're like, well, first, before the playoffs started, Nurkic went down. It's not like he's like a, a super game changer, but he was an no. important player for that team. Right. But the way that they played throughout the playoffs, they've played, you know, kind of faster. And then, like, they've they've really, like, hit their stride with, with the, you know, like their two main guys. They've had good guys come off the bench, too. Uh, Zach Collins has been a really good player that not many people have been talking about, that he's been playing, you know, giving really good minutes for the Blazers. Yeah, uh, to kind of fill that role for Nurkic, but uh, I've I've had this conversation with some of my friends here that you know Damian Lillard is like before the playoffs started, he's probably the most underappreciated player in the whole NBA. Oh, I disagree. Know. I disagree. Oh, who would be then? Well, no, I just don't think he's underappreciated. The guy was first team All NBA last year. Him and but Harden. Yeah, but do you really think like of all the NBA players that are like superstars is like, yeah, he? I think he comes to mind now. But, you know, if someone who's playing up in the Northwest, you know, like people kind of forget about him up there. And then, you know, he hits that shot against Oklahoma City to knock them out. And you're like, all right, this this like Damian Lillard is a top 10 NBA player. You know, like some people might even like I wouldn't say this, but like maybe top eight, seven. I don't I don't know. Like, you know, he's, he's the, been playing. Well, he's the third best guard in the league. Yeah. The only two I take over him are Curry and Harden. He's much better than Kyrie is. 
Yeah, I think people will know that now, like for sure. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think that was the big. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think people were kind of on the fence on that take a little. Yeah, I mean, like you're someone that follows the NBA pretty hardcore, but I mean, you know, like you know, like the casual NBA fan, it's like they they don't really. It's not like they don't know about Damian Lillard, but like they'll they'll they don't necessarily like they kind of forget about him. But uh, but now like now that he, they're in the conference finals for the first time in like what nineteen twenty years. Yeah, like people are, are like Damian Lillard is that dude, and you know CJ McCollum ain't bad either. Yeah, McCollum actually, as good as he was in that game, he's never made an All Star team, and I hate whenever stuff like that happens. Like a guy has a good game in the playoffs, and like he never made an All Star team. It's crap. I'm like, well, if you actually look at it, he actually didn't deserve to make one. He was never really close <laughs> to making it. But I don't know. I don't really think Lillard's that underappreciated. I think everyone's always kind of viewed him as an All Star player. I think. His underappreciated days were actually a couple years ago, but last year when they made, when he made first team All NBA, he really put a lot of that to bed. I think the whole thing was Portland can't do it in the playoffs. I think that was kind of the stigma, and you know, like you said, Nurkic out, they bring in Cantor, getting contributions from guys like Rodney Hood, uh, Collins, and they've been able to make a conference finals run. Granted, I do think the bracket really broke in their favor with not having to play Houston or Golden State until the conference finals. Like, if they were the four seed, right? Right. I could see a scenario where they got beat by Utah in round one. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's all about the favor of the draw, I guess. But, like, I, I was kind of thinking that same thing. Like, if they can get past Oklahoma City, which, like, you know, like, they haven't really been able to do anything in the playoffs for quite a while. Since but, Durant left. Yeah. Since Durant left. But – you know, like they're still like a, a somewhat of a tough out, but like if they can get past them, they can certainly make the conference finals. And you know, it, it's come to show that it, that it happened. Yeah, I um, I just I, I just think it's funny how the bracket broke because I would have never guessed Portland to make the conference finals before the playoffs started. But once the bracket broke, I guess you could see the path. They got fortunate; they didn't have to play Houston. I think Utah's a really bad matchup for them. They didn't have to play Houston, Utah, or Golden State until round. Three and I guess they were yeah 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 they wouldn't have until round three so right <clears throat> so yeah they're gonna have Golden State um I want to say talk about Jokic real quick though <clears throat> he uh sorry I just coughed there um I think Jokic really showed that he is you know you know how you talked about Lillard being like a top seven eight guy I think he's in that same category now and I think now he will be known by the mainstream NBA fan. Even though he was on the number two seed in the West all season, his team had the fourth best record in the league, but now I think people know him and, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If I had to rank my under 25 guys, him and Giannis, or Giannis one, Jokic two, and I don't even know who a three would be. I think it would actually be Doncic. Yeah, I'd have to look at all the ages, but... I'll tell you what, it's definitely not Ben Simmons. No. Heck no. It's definitely not him. And it's it's either Doncic <sighs> or Towns. Yeah, t- I would put Doncic over Towns. I know that sounds a little bit biased, but uh and Towns had a good Towns had a good like stretch to end the year, so I yeah. don't know. Anyways, Rockets Warriors. So, you know, Durant gets in, injured in game five. Golden State wins the fourth quarter without Durant, wins game six in Houston. And everyone, I think if I'm a Rockets fan, my mindset is just, we're never beating this team ever. It doesn't matter who they have. We're never beating them. 
You know, well, people forget that this core of this, just this team, aside from Kevin Durant, they won a championship and they won 73 games. So it's not like, oh, Kevin Durant's out. They're going to, they're going to crush this team. Like, yeah, no. but they also had a lot of depth back then. They don't have that depth now, even though they got like big minutes out of Livingston and Looney in that game six and Iguodala really turned back the clock. But those guys weren't really playing at a uh, consistent level the last couple of games. Yeah, you're right. But you like you know Steph kind of took over in the second half of that game six and yeah. kind of sh- showed that like you know the Warriors are obviously still that team and they're not going to like like I, who uh, was it Paul Pierce who said that Houston was going to crush Golden State in that game? No, that. it was Barkley. It was Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. All right. Paul Pierce yeah. said no. Paul Pierce has said other bad things. He but, said uh, other bad. Things. He said he's had some other bad takes, but that was not <laughs> one of his. He might have said that, but I know for a fact Barkley did. Yeah, I know Barkley just said they had no chance without Durant. But you know, it created a scenario where they just went back to the fifteen sixteen Warriors, and where Curry won back to back MVPs. They won the seventy three games, won a title, almost won a second one. Probably would have if Draymond didn't get suspended in Game Five. They really just reverted back to that. I didn't doubt like Curry and Thompson and Draymond's been actually really good that entire series. I didn't doubt that those three could play like that. My question was the other guys. Could Livingston Nigadala still live up to that? Could Looney? I mean, Looney wasn't on those teams, but he stepped up and they didn't have a lot of those other guys from those teams. No Harrison Barnes. No. I mean, actually, they did have Andrew Bogut, but you know what I mean? He's not the same Bogut no. from those years ago. Right. Um, who else? Leandro Barbosa, all these guys, you know? Yeah. So it was surprising. It wasn't surprising. Um, it was, it was, I don't want to say it was expected either. It was just good to see, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people have real Curry. I don't know whether he's underrated or overrated now. You know, I heard this from someone else that, you know, like he's like one of the few players maybe in all of sports that like if he plays bad, he doesn't get any kind of like crap for it, which yeah. is kind of, it's kind of weird because like, it, it, like he's kind of, he was, you know, he, some of the games in the playoffs, he's been kind of a no show. On the other hand, Kevin Durant's been playing out of his mind, in these playoffs, but like for someone as good as he is, like, you know, you have someone like LeBron or uh, maybe even Tom Brady to some extent, and, like those two guys don't play well, you know, like a lot of blame gets put on them, but you know, if Steph Curry get crushed, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like nothing really happens to Curry, but I don't know that that was just like kind of a, a, a interesting thought that that got put in my mind the other day. Now on that same token, I do also feel like when he plays well, especially when Durant's there, like obviously he got a bunch of credit for that game six win, but when Durant's there, like the last two finals, Curry had a great uh, finals in seventeen and eighteen, and Durant gets the finals MVP. The reason I think Durant got the finals MVP in eighteen was because Curry really had a bad game three, but he was good in games one, two, and four when they swept Cleveland. And then the next year, the previous year, he almost averaged a triple-double in the finals in 2017. But Durant was on another level that year uh, and won the finals MVP. I don't know. You're right. I do feel... So I do feel like sometimes he doesn't get credit, but I also do feel like he doesn't get blamed. Like, in 15, they win the championship, but he sucks in the finals, and Iguodala gets the finals MVP. And then in 16... He really sucks in the finals again, leading to Cleveland having the 3-1 comeback, and they don't win the title after winning 73 games when everyone was kind of anointing him as, you're the best player in the NBA now. You're better than LeBron. Yeah. 
Like that was a thing. Everybody thought that. Everybody oh, yeah. thought. And LeBron was just like, "No, I'm still LeBron James. I still dominate this league." So, if I had to rank my, if you had to rank your top five players right now, how how would you how would you do it? I would go Giannis at one. Oh my god, uh, dude! I think just just the way he's been. Here, keep going. Keep going. Keep year. going. Okay, all right, all right. Giannis one. Uh, I'd go KD two. Okay. LeBron three, Steph Curry four. Uh, you know what? I will put Kawhi over James Harden at five. So, I have. I I think I'd have Durant one, Kawhi two, and Giannis three, and then I'd probably go Curry and Harden. I'm not putting LeBron in it right now. LeBron, you can get back in my top five, but you got to win again. You got to be back in the playoffs. I can't yeah, that's put fair. you in the top five unless you're in the playoffs. And do I think LeBron will get back in the playoffs? Yeah, but I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure. And this, I, I really think this is like the start of the end for him. I don't think he's ever winning another championship. I let, and you know what? I was about to go down an entire LeBron James Lakers rabbit hole. And I just remembered we're doing a podcast on the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to, I'm not going to, I stop myself. But so the Warriors, yeah, we talked about how great they were and how they can win without Durant. But now for Houston, on their side of it, like I don't even know where your mind, how you wrap your head around this because last year you lose, you were up three two, lose Chris Paul and can't seal the deal. Uh, you can't win the one, and then maybe Chris Paul comes back in the NBA Finals against Cleveland. And this year it's the reverse. You're down three two, but they lost Durant, and you can't and you can't get it done. I mean, it's I, I really don't know where they go from here. I would keep this core together because you know Durant and. To be honest, they don't really have much of a choice because Chris Paul's on that big contract now. They still have three more years of him. Yeah. But you got to hope Durant leaves Golden State. And even if he does leave, as we saw these last two games, that doesn't mean that you're just going to beat them. So they're in a situation where they got to hope for that. And then they just got to keep plugging and hoping that they can eventually break through and win that title. And maybe they can, but uh, I wouldn't... Hold out high hopes for it. Yeah, I agree. They're also like one of those teams that they're a good regular season team, but once they're in the playoffs doing the same thing game after game after game, a little bit easier for a defense to adjust. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I agree. That that, that The style of that play is just so frustrating. Just, I, I think I, as a Rockets fan, you got to look at, you know, James Harden will like hold the ball 20 out of the 24 seconds on the shot clock, then shoot it. And then when he makes it, it's like, oh, yeah, great. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. But then, like, you miss it. You do that same thing over and over again. And, you know, like, that's that's certainly going to wear on you as a as a fan. Like, come on. Like, you got to – like, I, I don't know. I think that, that this, their style of play is a little bit maddening. The funny thing is in game five, the one when Durant actually got hurt, he, like, didn't even touch the ball in the fourth quarter. He had, like, one shot in, like, the last nine minutes of Yeah, the which is, like, the exact opposite of what you needed him to do all year. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I want to get to the last conference semi-series, and then we can look to the conference finals a little. Uh, my, beloved, my beloved Boston Celtics getting absolutely slaughtered by the Milwaukee Bucks. They, I mean, I don't know why people were surprised. You know, Milwaukee was the best team in the league all season, all regular season. And Boston was a severe disappointment and underachiever, given their talent and given the expectations that were placed for them from the beginning of the year. And 
I don't know why this is coming as a shock, you know. Uh, Boston never played together. Their defense was awful. They just took a bunch of contested jump shots. They're a team that when the shots start going in, everything looks great. And then when they start missing shots, everybody gets tight and they start trying to play hero ball and just jack up, I don't know, 27 footers and a bunch of threes that they don't need to be shooting. They don't get to the free throw line. They, yeah, and they cratered. And they did it yeah. for three straight games, actually four straight games. What do you think Kyrie does this offseason? So I don't know what he I don't know what he's going to do. He's so hard to understand. He's so hard to like he he's he's actually like I, I just don't get him. Okay. <laughs> like he's so I don't even know what word to use to describe him. I was gonna say crazy, but I'm like, you know what? He's not crazy. He's actually like a really smart basketball player. I was gonna say philosophical, but I'm like, is he actually saying anything with substance? Um he so thinks I don't the know. Earth is flat, so I wouldn't call him that. He really sucked in those last four games, and it started with game two when they lost in Milwaukee, and everyone's like, you know what, Kyrie's going to have a bounce back game. And then they lost game three too, and then you're like, okay, this is it. You know, Kyrie Irving, you wanted to come to Boston, or I don't know if you wanted to come to Boston because he was traded and he had a bunch of choices, but he, I think he was happy to be in Boston. It's pretty obvious he enjoyed being here at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had the commercial with his dad at the garden. He said in that event, I uh, want to, I'll be back if you have me, uh, that season ticket holder event before the season started this season. And you wanted to be the guy. You wanted to have your own team. And then you, uh, you just, you, you didn't have what it took to get it done. I mean, that's no, the yeah, bottom not line. This, not this year. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You're not the, not, you can't be the number one guy on a title team. Um, and then, but the thing is, do I want him gone or no, he's one of the, I don't know, 12, 10 best players in the league. And you want to sign him to that contract. So you at least keep the asset and maybe you can trade him later. Kind of like what the Clippers did with Blake Griffin. Um, but I still, you know, want to pair him with Anthony Davis. I don't think the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier core is going to win any championships. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to re-signing him and going all in for Anthony Davis. I'd actually prefer that. So we'll see what happens. I just don't know what he wants. Like, I have a hard time seeing him wanting to be Durant's number two in New York, given everything he said the last couple of years about, I don't know, he wanted this moment. He's a leader, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I just, I'm done trying to understand it. I don't even want to talk about the Celtics anymore. <laughs> all right. I, I totally get that. Yeah. But Milwaukee, though, I mean, and we can look ahead to the conference finals now. Um, so them against Toronto, you know, you have the two best players in the conference, right? Yeah. And both of them don't really have some another player on their team who I would call a bona fide second star. Like they have all these like fringe stars like Siakam, Middleton, uh, Lowry, whose his best years are probably way behind him. I'm so excited for this one because I actually have no idea who's going to win. It's going to be the first time a new team is going to come out of the East. Or actually, not the first time a new team, but the first time a team that doesn't have LeBron James since 2010. That's wild. Since that KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen Celtics team. That's that's the first time a non-LeBron. It feels, like feels like ages ago. Yeah, I think hmm, I'm trying to like think of historical events that have happened since then. Um, I'm blanking right now, but I think I could come up with one if I tried long enough. Doesn't matter. Um, 
Yeah, I, so I'm excited for this one because I genuinely don't know who's going to win. Uh, I'm also excited, and this isn't really for this series, but with these teams, now no matter who Golden State plays in the finals, they won't have home court, which would be the second time in their run that they won't have home court, the other one being against Houston last year, which they won. So, I don't know. I'm excited for Kawhi versus Giannis. Uh, and then all these role players. I want to see how it all works out. Yeah, and you know, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but you know, if anybody can match up well with Milwaukee and like what seems to be like a an unstoppable force, and Giannis is the immovable object in Kawhi Leonard. So I'm really looking forward to that matchup between those two. I'm excited for the Danny Green George Hill shootout, the former Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be. Uh... That'd be great, right? Yeah, yeah. You know who I really like on Milwaukee? Who? Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, aside from his horrible first pitch a couple weeks ago. He, yeah. Well, he's a baseball player, isn't he? So like that didn't. He was sense. drafted as a baseball player. Yeah, and he, I think they said he was a quarterback too in high school. Yeah. He. Maybe. I mean, he's athletic. He plays hard. He hits shots. I like. He was. He really pissed me off in that Celtics series. I was like, this guy's good. <laughs> him and George Hill I was getting so annoyed by those guys like especially George Hill because I was like why is George Hill good he was awful last year against Cleveland he's the reason Cleveland didn't win game one of that finals I mean people blame it on JR but George Hill missed that free throw that's true people forget about that yeah so I don't know I uh I was I was really surprised by him and I don't know I don't know who's gonna win this series I said Toronto before the playoffs started. I picked Boston before the season, the regular season started, which obviously that's not going to happen. Um, I don't know if I want to. I, I think I'll just stick by Toronto because even though Milwaukee's been good the first two rounds, they beat a crappy Pistons team who didn't even have Blake Griffin the first two games. And when he came back, he was obviously still hurt. And they beat this underachieving Celtics team that folded the moment things started going bad. So I don't actually know who I like. Yeah, I, I, I... Like I said, like before the playoffs start, I picked Toronto, so I think they'll still come out of the East. It'll be a, I think it'll be a seven-game series. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be, I think that this series will be a little bit more competitive than the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and you know, Giannis is going to win MVP, whether you think he is or you whatever, whatever. He's probably winning MVP, right? And whether you have him or Harden, and he. It's, I'm glad that he's in the conference finals from a league perspective because he had this great season. The team won 60 games. He um, probably winning MVP, and we need him on the biggest stage. Yeah. So this one will be fun. This one will be really fun. The West Finals. I am so unexcited for this one. I Golden State's going to beat them. I already know this. Now, the only thing that's made this somewhat interesting is Durant might be out for the first two games. But we know that when Durant comes back, this series is going to be a wash. I'm so excited for this one. I think they'll, they'll keep it interesting the first couple of games. But, you know, once Durant comes back, I think that's when, like, you know, it's like Golden State. I'd be like, all right, let's, let's, let's just go ahead and get out of Portland and head on over get to... The, yeah, get ready for the finals. Yeah. And this, you know, did you remember that thing last offseason with C.J. McCollum and Kevin Durant on the podcast where... McCollum was like, man, we're trying to beat you guys. And Durant was like, basically saying, you guys aren't a threat. We don't even think about you. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, this is Portland's chance to prove it. I'm like, no, Durant wasn't wrong. They actually don't have a chance. And 
Everyone's going to try and hype up this series. Oh, Portland, Golden State, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm just not interested. No. I mean, I'm interested just from a fan, st- fan standpoint, but I mean, Go- Golden State's going to wrap this up. They'll be lucky to get to six games. Yeah, especially once KD comes back. Um, so what? Are, so our finals prediction is Raptors-Warriors. I believe so, yeah. I thought I was going to disagree with you on the Eastern Conference Finals, but... No, well, I had Toronto before the, before the playoffs started, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think Milwaukee has done anything that... I mean, yeah, it's impressive. They've only lost one game so far in the playoffs to get to the Conference Finals, but... I just don't know. I don't know if I trust these guys now that the stage is bigger. I know I trust Kawhi. I think I would actually just take Kawhi over Giannis, too. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll still take Giannis over Kawhi, but Kawhi is still pretty pretty I, good. In his I own think right. I can trust Kawhi to get his shot off more than I can Giannis to, like, I don't know. I think Giannis is easily to kind of like build a defense around with the wall and blah, blah, blah. And plus, they have Kawhi freaking Leonard to guard Giannis in this series. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, if, if anybody can do it, it's him. Kawhi yeah. Leonard. So now, so we have the conference finals. We have the lottery tonight. Um, I have a take on the lottery, and it's not even a take, really. It's more like what I want to see happen. Mm hmm. So all these teams, you know, everyone's like, oh, we're going to get Zion. Our, our franchise is going to be changed. And I thought about this. I'm like, you know what? Screw all of these teams. None of you deserve Zion Williamson. He's going to he's a franchise changing player. He's just going to make one of these incompetent franchises good. And I thought about it. I'm like, so where do I want him to go? You know? Right. Can you guess which team I want him to be on? Where you want him to go? Where I guess it's a I, Western Conference final. Nope, Western it's Conference. Not. No, it's no. not. Where do I personally want him to go? Would I be crazy if I told you you think New York? Nope. It's not New York. Mm. I, I'll just tell you. Okay. The 2016 NBA champions, the team that won that championship, the Cleveland Cavaliers. <sighs> Oh, dude. The reason I wanted to go there is because I think it'd be funny. First off, everybody gets mad, like, "Oh, they're gonna win their four. This is their fifth first overall pick this century." Uh, that be, that being the first part. But then the second thing is like, I don't want to. I don't want some team, some incompetent team, to get Zion and be good and have to deal with their obnoxious fans and whatever, whatever. What I do want is for Zion to go to Cleveland. Where I know no matter what happens, they'll still suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we, you and I, might have had this conversation before. Like, if of all the teams that, like, you know, are in the lottery most of the time, not like obviously not during LeBron's four years there, but do they really deserve that number one pick? I mean, like it's freaking Cleveland. Like, it, you know, it was more intriguing when it was LeBron, like even beforehand when uh, Cleveland got uh, the number one pick to draft Kyrie Irving, they're, they're kind of building something. Then LeBron comes. It's like, all right, the NBA lottery's kind of rigged for LeBron to come back to Cleveland, but now he's not, he's probably not going to go back to Cleveland. So like, why, like why, why Cleveland? It's like, you know, I get it. Like it would be funny for Zion to go there. You know. Oh, I'm just talking from selfish perspectives. I just don't want any of these teams to be good. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. They, they, yeah, they still won't be good. 
Yeah. Cle- we know Cleveland no matter what happens. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they had LeBron James and, re- and only got one title out of it. They had LeBron for 11 seasons and only won one championship. Really feels like they underperformed there. A little. Yeah, a little. <laughs> if you look at it from that perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of it is on him. You know, he did, he, didn't have, he did have some choke jobs, especially against Boston in 2010. But a lot of it's on the front office, too, and they weren't able to really build a team around him. But a lot of it's also on him for when he came back, like forcing that team around him. That ended up not being too good in 2017 and 2018. I actually did like them in 2017. I just thought the Warriors were an entirely different level. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, it would be interesting if Kyrie had stayed for that year, how I think they would have actually had a shot in the finals, maybe. I mean, Golden State started, the wheels started to come off for them, but we'll never know. Um, So, yeah, that's really all I had for the lottery. I just wanted to say that Zion thing. Do you have any thoughts on the lottery? I mean... Uh, no, not necessarily. I think that's, you know, it's obvious who's number one. Like, I don't know if you wanted to get into all the different players. I do want to point out John Morant. South Carolina native. I did not know that until the tournament started. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, didn't know that either. I, didn't, I, I do like him. I mean, he can't shoot, but I do like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be a good player. I, I shouldn't say that. I, you know, when you say can't shoot, I immediately just think of like Ben Simmons. I, there needs to be a word now. Like instead of, you can't just say can't shoot because that's reserved for Simmons. There has to be like a new way of saying someone's not a efficient jump shooter. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, I just want to see Zion in Cleveland because of the comedy aspect. <laughs> yeah. So Lakers head coach, they bring in Frank Vogel out of, you know, it was originally everyone thought it was going to be either Ty Lue or Monty Williams. Monty Williams decides to go to Phoenix on that five-year deal. Then everyone's like, okay, Ty Lue, he has the relationship with LeBron from Cleveland. He has won a title. He played for the Lakers on their championship team when they had Shaq and Kobe. Makes sense. They didn't want to give him five years. And, you know, people were like backing Ty Lue on social media and stuff like, yeah, you need the five years. Monty Williams got five years from Phoenix. Uh, John Beeline, who just got hired by Cleveland, he got five years. I'm like, yeah. But those guys are coaching the Cavs and the Suns. The Lakers is a little bit more of a prestigious job. And they're like, well, Ty Lue's won an NBA championship. But, like, do you still think he's a good coach? No. Maybe, I, well, I should take that back. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I know that he's not, like, someone I just call, oh, this guy won a championship. He's a good coach. You know what I mean? Right. No, so, I agree. I mean, he literally, like, we talk a lot about how John Gruden inherited that Bucks team and won a Super Bowl with them. What about Ty Lue? He literally inherited a Cavs team from David Blatt. Now, David Blatt didn't do a good job either, but we know how the, we know how the Cavs work. It's just LeBron's show. So why are we acting like it's anything different? Yeah, and you know, I think this is something like, this is LeBron's technically last year on his Lakers deal, right? He only signed a two-year deal or a three-year deal, three deal? So it's four years, but the fourth one's an option. So he has this one and the year after for sure. Okay. Okay. Because for like, you know, like I, I was under the impression it was like one of those like, you know, two year deals, but you know, if, if the Lakers go through another season that they did this year, it, it, I, I hear all these takes about, Oh, Jason kids just going to be the next head coach. Frank Vogel's out as soon as there's a bad year. Like, do you think LeBron would really want to stay 
there with like just just like keep like putting like going through this over and over again. What would he do? Demand a trade? I mean, I mean he. I mean I I don't know. I don't think he would demand a trade, but you know like the the amount of times like I, he's he's been in the league what seventeen years now. Like he's not going to want to like put up with this anymore. Like he and he's going to be like that kind of guy that wants things done his way. That's probably why Frank Vogel was. I guess I mean honestly, like he's probably like their third option after Ty Lue, but. You know, like he—he's, you know, historically speaking, like he's got to have a coach that he's, that he can, you know, kind of like, that he can like butt heads with, and like LeBron can get his way. So, Vogel, it seems like, was kind of the Phil Jackson, Kurt Rambis have an influence on the Lakers, and they liked him, but LeBron and his camp really liked Jason Kidd. There's all these stories about how LeBron and Jason Kidd really connected in the '08 Olympics when the USA team won the gold medal. I think Jason Kidd was LeBron's guy. So the compromise here was, look, we'll put, we'll make Frank Vogel the head coach, but Jason Kidd's one of his top assistants. Everybody's happy. That works for now. But then when the season starts, what if LeBron doesn't like Frank Vogel? I can tell you right now, LeBron's not impressed by him. I mean, he literally beat Frank Vogel's Pacers teams in the playoffs three years in a row when LeBron was back in Miami. So I don't know why he would be impressed by Frank Vogel. I don't think he is at all. I think Frank Vogel's... Kind of uh, like I'd be. Here's a hot take for you, okay? Okay. Frank Vogel does not make it through the entire season. That's not too out of a take. I I think that's that's got some some uh, I I think there could be some truth to that. I'm not sure if he makes it through the entire season, especially if they. I mean, it's a lot of stuff depends on this Lakers off season and who they add. I don't think they're adding another big star like Durant, Kawhi, Kyrie Davis. Like those four seem to be the big players who are going to be changing teams this offseason. So, or at least possible that they will be changing teams this offseason. So I don't think that they're going to be landing one of those guys and that's going to make this off, this season even more of a stress when they don't have that second star to kind of make them uh, better. Because everything's easy when you have more stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think the Jason Kidd thing was for LeBron and the Frank Vogel thing was the Kurt Rambis, Phil Jackson influence that seems to be in the Lakers organization. I, I, I still don't get it. Like Frank Vogel and LeBron, that just seems such a, uh, it, it, se- like it, it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to remain intact for very long. Same thing with LeBron and Luke Walton from day one. He didn't want Luke Walton, apparently. Him and David Blatt were never on the same page. Just seems like this is, like Jason Kidd's just the head coach in waiting. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I could see that happening. You're probably, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. So, all right, I think that's all I had. Uh, any other last NBA thoughts you want to kind of throw out into the atmosphere? I think we covered everything. Let's just keep fingers crossed. Dallas gets a top five pick. Um, I'll keep my fingers crossed that Zion goes to Cleveland because I don't want any of these teams getting him. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I wish you best of luck in the lottery, but not too much because your team seems to be in pretty good shape for the future with some young stars. So yeah, let's hope so. It, I'd yeah. appreciate it if it was another another one, but thanks for the good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Take care. All right, dude. Pleasure's mine. Thank you.